You know, this team is frustrating. It has been frustrating for the whole season. And while my frustrations around this team aren't just centered on them not doing much at the trade deadline, everyone from top to bottom in this organization, from the player, I mean, from the owner until the last player on the, on the roster, Tony Bradley, everybody can get it. I'm going to try my best not to let Petty Roosevelt out today, but today is going to be an episode. I just don't know what's coming. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, and last night was one of the most disgusting displays of coaching, of players not being able to hit shots. Of everything that I've ever seen in my life. And usually after games, I have this whole, you know, recap of the game. I don't want to do none of that today because everyone saw what it was. The Bulls went out there and they suck. That's just what it is. The Bulls suck. Besides Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, everybody else sucked last night. Emar Rosen showed back up because the dude plays no D. Passive P. He got benched. Billy Donovan said he's not an injury. Basically had no reason. I guess he just wanted to sit there and hold hands with Patrick Williams. But overall, looking at the way that this team played last night was ridiculous, disrespectful to the fan base. And when you just followed earlier in the day, the president of basketball operations, Arturis Karnasova, came out talking about, you know, why they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. They didn't like what they had. They didn't want to give up uh, what they would have to give up to get the pieces that they want. All that. Okay, listen, let me address this first. When you have your president of basketball operations sit on a press conference after choosing to do nothing at the trade deadline, and one of the reasons that he said that is he feels that they can make a move in the East with the Brooklyn Nets going to be worse, and then you lose to that Brooklyn Nets team, the bet on continuity, AK, did not work. Now, while I'm not in the camp yet of blow it all up, I do think that there still are things that can be saved with this team. You got to do better. You got to do more. This team cannot be the same team. Going in, you hear even in that press conference, AK saying, hey, yeah, we want to sign Vooch. Well, then, then extend him, right? The, the, the fact of the matter is this. There is not a clear path to this team improving. And like I said yesterday on the post-game show, even the, the Bulls fans that are of the mindset of, let's go full rebuild, I, don't, I wouldn't even trust AK in a full rebuild. Look at the way that he's drafted. Yes, Patrick Williams got some promise, hasn't developed. Now, some of that is on Billy Donovan. A lot of that is on Patrick Williams as well, but he hasn't developed. I would assume who has regressed in the second year. Maybe it's a sophomore slump. I don't know, but he has regressed in the second year. Dalen Terry hasn't played. Marco Samotovic, Billy Donovan doesn't even know who he is. So even if we were to set, to hit the flip on, on, a, on a blow it all up switch today, what faith do we have that AK and Eversley are going to draft in a way that we are going to, to be improved in the next decade. There isn't any signs of that. And that's what's so problematic about this Bulls team is that everything that you look at, you, you, can, sit, you can point to some signs being there that, hey, I don't even know if that's the right, right, right route to go. Are you going to spend enough money? We don't have an ownership group that likes to spend money, so trying to build through free agency doesn't seem like a thing. The front office has drafted really mid so far, so even the fact of trying to build through the draft uh, doesn't seem like that's going to be uh, uh, anything that works out either. The stars that you have on this team don't fit. I don't understand why you don't understand that they don't fit. 
a lot of Bulls fans, oh, well, we can't trade DeMar DeRozan. No, DeMar needs to go. Because at the end of the day, it's this. This isn't even an indictment on DeMar as a player. It's just realism. There's, there's no framework in which the Bulls would be able to be competitive as far as contending for a title in the window that DeMar DeRozan has left in his NBA career. It just isn't. Makes no sense. Some could say the same thing about Nikola Vucevic. Now, Vuce is a very different player. He can fit on any roster. But the thing is, you don't, you don't build around DeMar DeRozan at this point. You can't build around a player that old who you don't even know how long it's going to be in the NBA and you only have under contract for another year. You can't build around Zach Levine because Zach Levine, while he's a great scorer and can be a great scorer, can be a consistent scorer, the fact of the matter is Levine, at best, is a number two on the championship team and probably a number three on the championship team, just depending on how the make of that roster is. We do not have a star on this team that you can build a championship team around. We just don't have it. And it was evident in the Brooklyn game because a star that you can build a team around doesn't lose that game last night. Yeah, like, yes, every team in the NBA is going to lose games at least one, two, three, four over the course of the season against teams that they should not lose against. But this has happened too much for the Chicago Bulls at a time where we should be making the moves uh, uh, up the standings to try to improve our season. Once again, another losing streak coming for the Chicago Bulls. That's how it happens with this team every single time. And yes, there's still some time to turn it around logically, but this team isn't a team that logic makes any sense. By logic of us beating the better teams in the Eastern Conference, we should be able to take care of business against the, the sub-500 teams in the NBA. We have not been able to do that. So guess what? Logic don't even work with this team. There's nothing going on with this team that leads us to believe that anything is going to improve anytime soon. Now, I've always said, and you guys know, I try to be a very realistic fan, fan and the way that I, I host this channel, I try to always be realistic in the way that I view things. I, I try to view things on both sides. AK has done some good things. Signing DeMar DeRozan, signing Lonzo Ball, signing Alex Caruso at a time where the team technically had no cap space were good moves. Those were smart moves by a GM. But we, we did those moves, and we had two and a half months of good basketball since those moves went down. And at some point, the... the the, the, the credibility that you built up with those moves that only gets you so far, we also have to evaluate what you've done since then. The first year of the trade deadline, it made sense not to do anything. It's, I know some Bulls fans, especially Mark E's bald ass, is going to sit there and say, well, no, they should have did something. No, when you just put together a team, when you completely overturn your roster in less than 12 months, it does not make sense to make big moves at a trade deadline. Minor moves, okay. But there were no minor moves out there for the Chicago Bulls the first year of the trade deadline. This year at the trade deadline, you sat there and you said you didn't want to give up the assets that were necessary or that other teams were requiring for some of the, the targets that you had. You wanted to be sellers. You wanted to add to the team. Let me ask you this. I understand draft capital is rich. And I understand, AK, really, when you look at it, I know a lot of, like, the bringing Vooch, bringing Lonzo, bringing DeMar in, we really didn't give up that much draft capital when you look at some of the deals that are given out. Now, the way that the NBA trade, uh, trades are working now, Vooch, where he was, keep in mind, Vooch at that point was an all-star center. At that point in time, if, if the, the Orlando Magic traded Nikola Vucevic at this trade down line with the season that he had, the season that we traded for him, they would have gotten four first-round picks back, probably three and a couple of seconds. We gave it up. We got him for two first-round picks one that was unprotected, one that was heavily protected. It looks like it's going to convey this season. But the Bulls, honestly, in all the things, and you look at deals now, didn't get off that bad in those trades. You gave up one first-round pick for DeMar DeRozan because it was a signing trade because we didn't have any cap space. Okay, 
Not not a terrible deal by the output that he's had, but you haven't done a good enough job building the rest of the team around him. You're holding on to Alice Crusoe. You have this high asking price for Alice Crusoe. Cool. All right, bet. You have Kobe. You have Lonzo's contract. You have you have T Tony Bradley sitting there. You, you, like you got Javante Green, who's an expiring contract, who I guarantee, and I've been telling you guys all season, it's highly unlikely Javante Green comes back to this roster because of the money he's probably going to go out and get in free agency. Unless the injury concern with the knee turns out to be worse than what we what we realize, and, the, and that's what's so disappointing about this team. We have no clear path to improve in any meaningful way, anytime. And even the 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 let, let's let's tank Bulls fans. I'm looking at that and saying, hey, listen, that sounds good. But what what are you going to do then when we when we start tanking and we get all these draft picks and it's and in the first five draft picks we get, we don't got no damn stars. Poor roster construction is. Is completely tearing this team down. Mediocre de player development is hurting this. Like, the thing is, you brought in Billy Donovan, and you literally said one of the reasons why you brought him in was, was because of him developing. Guess what? He ain't developed. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The goddamn thing since he's been on this roster. You sit down, P-Will, and again, as we've said and I've talked about before, some of P-Will's lack of development is absolutely on him, but a lot of it is also on the coach. The coach's job is to empower players. The coach's job is to put them in positions to grow. The coach's job is to try to force and have a, a plan in place of what you want to do with them. We got none of that with this team. None of it. This is... One of the most disgusting versions of the Chicago Bulls that I've ever seen in my life. It's not the worst. We've been through way worse. If you've been a lifelong Bulls fan like me, you've known we've seen way worse than what we're seeing right now. But it, the, the thing that makes it different, at least to me, is that this team does have talent on it. This team does have talent. 
but they sat there and they play like a bunch of crap. And that is the issue. That is one of the biggest issues here. It's the lack of heart. We saw this team that was built on continuity lose last night to a team that's been together for 10 days. And what has continuity gotten? And I don't mean to be here. I know I have these episodes every once in a while where it's basically just me ranting, but I'm tired. I am tired. And Bulls Nation is tired. We are in a relationship with a team that doesn't love us back. And they don't give a damn. And oh, let me not forget and get over this. Fucking the Reinsdorfs have a big part in the issues of this team as well. They absolutely do. Because yes, AK and Eversley, they absolutely deserve some of our issues with this team. A lot of it. They are the ones leading this team. They are the front man. They are the face. But the Reinsdorfs absolutely handhold this team or handcuff this front office and what they're able to do. And that also is, is disgusting. And, 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 and the thing is, is that you have a front office, you have a team, right? A front office that can do some things, that has shown the ability to do something. But it's so depressing right now to be a fan of this franchise because it, it's like, listen, I was a White Sox fan for years. The Reinsdorfs don't want to spend money. The Reinsdorfs will see this team struggling. Look at the fact that the United Center is still filled up and be like, oh, we good. Ownership absolutely gets a big part of this issue as well because the ownership group does not give a damn. You got the Phoenix Suns owner who was literally just asked about doubling their tax bill and signing Kevin Durant. He basically was like, okay, cool. And I'm not expecting that level. Every team can't spend at that level. Every team can. I get that. Spending into the luxury tax does not guarantee that you're going to be a contender. But guess what? When you when you already have a, a roster that you just need a little bit extra on, you need to you need to add some season to. You need to refine going into the luxury tax to do that. We have we for example we have a full we had our full mid level exception this past deadline. The rumors going around that we could have gotten Mo Bamba if we would have given him given him that same contract, but we're not allowed to go into the luxury tax. Mo Bamba's now on the Los Angeles Lakers after not playing much with the Orlando Magic this season, and watch how they work, right? We'll see how it ends up turning out. If Mo Bamba now looks more like the player that he did last season, that's that at $10.5 million a year for the way that Mo Bamba was playing last year, that was a steal. But instead of that, we don't look at a, we don't have an ownership group that looks at it that way. We have an ownership group that just looks at the dollars, and they don't look at the fact of how you can make up a team. Now, AK has done some good work with the cap. I will say this. We can have cap space this season. We can have cap space. We can have $45 million in cap space in the 2014 offseason. But like I said before, it's hard to even have faith in that because this team is listless. This team is uneventful. This team just, it, it's, it's so hard to have any type of hope for this team. And that's because of the way that they execute it. And AK sits up there on his press conference and, and just, and, and maybe it is him. Maybe he's sitting there. Maybe he's just as frustrated as us. With ownership that doesn't allow him to go into the tax. Maybe he is. He came from Denver, small, basically a small market team that was able to go into the luxury tax. Now, again, the luxury tax isn't the end-all, be-all, but you got to do something. And while I have been telling you guys for three months, I did not expect this trade deadline to bring anything event, be anything eventful for the Chicago Bulls. I've been saying that. That's why my frustration isn't just at the lack of activity at the trade deadline. It's It's... The reasoning you gave us and then how this team plays. There's a disconnect between what AK says and the reality of this team that we see that watch this team night in and night out. And that is the disgusting part of this team. It's not going to change anytime soon. And the Bulls that could possibly go on a run, save their season, get out the play-in, do some shit. It's, it's still possible. Again, that's the realism side of me. But I have no faith that they're going to do it when this team plays with the lack of heart that they do. 
The Brooklyn Nets came out and they were a team that literally you can see they play with energy. They play with activity. They play with some heart. Once they got on the run, their confidence got building. This team has no confidence. And yeah, the rumors going around that there's a disconnect between Billy Donovan and Zach Levine. First of all, it came from dumbass David Kaplan. I'm not believing in that shit, but it's still something with this team that needs to be fixed. There is a fundamental cancer on this team. And by that, I mean, it's, we, it, it's cancer that spread through the whole body of the franchise from ownership to the front office, to the coaching staff, to the players. To goddamn even the even the damn cleaning staff of the United Center. Every there's a there's a there's a full cancer throughout the entirety of this organization. And until you start healing that, I can't I listen, part of its ownership, part of its players, part it's a lot of of things going on with this team that is causing it to be cancerous. But I don't know if AK has the gall or even has the ability or is empowered enough by the by the ownership group to do what needs to be done to get the cancer out of this team. And Billy Donovan has to go. I've been, I've been, I, I know it's not likely. Let me be clear here. Billy Donovan will not be fired. Giving him an extension, him being close with the Reinsdorfs now, it's not coming. But Billy Donovan is definitely part of the problem. Because guess what? Even in trying, if we were developing the younger players, if we had something to say, hey, listen, this, this season sucked, but did you see the growth of P-Will? Yeah, this season was rough, but did you see the growth of Iota Sumble? Yeah, this season was rough. Did you see that rookie in Dalen Terry? We don't even have that to say. There are a lot of franchises right now sucking. The, the Orlando Magic are a bad, bad team, right? But they have something that they can look forward to, right? And even, I know they got Paolo Benchero, but even, even, even without Paolo, they still have some things to look forward to. The Utah Jazz are a bad team that's about to get worse with their trades. But they have some pieces on there that they have to look forward to. The Portland Trailblazers have a star in Dame Lillard that they have to look forward to. The Indiana Pacers have a young, buttoning star in Tyrese Halliburton that they have to look forward to. The Charlotte Hornets, it's Michael Jordan ownership group. They ain't got shit to look forward to, so there you go. The Detroit Pistons are a team that maybe in a couple, not maybe, in a couple of years, unless the Bulls make changes, they literally going to be looking at this Bulls team like, hey, little nigga. Like, that's the issue. We are, we are a team that's not only stuck in purgatory, but we're stuck in a position where we don't have much to look forward to. And until the front office does something and gets more aggressive, I get it falling in love with your own players. I understand that. But you aren't going to improve if everybody on this roster is untouchable. We've heard AK. They didn't plan on moving AK. Kobe, I love Kobe. I love his growth. They don't plan on moving Kobe. Patrick Williams, we know that, quote, unquote, he's not, un, un, they don't think he's untouchable, but their asking price for him is high. Zach Levine, I don't believe the rumors they were shopping him, but even if they were, cool. But highly unlikely. Four first-round picks were the rumored part of that deal. Okay, what more are you going to get? More than four first-round picks? Like, it, it's, we don't have very much to look forward to on this team. We don't, have, we don't have a clear path to improvement, and it's frustrating. And this, at this point in time, this is probably the most frustrated I've been as a Bulls fan in a long time. Even the three-alpha season wasn't this frustrating. But that's my thoughts on it. You guys can let me know what you think down below or email if you're listening on the podcast side. But that is it for me. Um, I'm frustrated. And I almost didn't even record this episode today because I knew it was just going to be me ranting. But hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, it's, that's it for me for today. I love you guys. You guys can follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our weekend mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, even though the team sucks. Um, but other than that, I love you guys. See red if you can. Peace, y'all.
This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.